I want to help you change your relationship with money. And this is a journey for me that has been evolving. If you've heard any of my testimony or testimonies, um, you'll hear one today. But um, it's been a it's been a process. And um, you have to forgive me if you're listening, and you notice I've got a little bit of uh, I'm a little under the weather. So if I'm speaking and it's a little hard to understand, just try and bear with me. But um, the context for why I'm you know talking about this whole idea of giving and changing your relationship with money and the context of giving and just the the testimony I'm going to share is because on the in the most recent boot camp on one of our weekly calls the topic of money came up and it was uh, it was something that I felt led to start talking about and even dive into a little bit further with people but as a follow up in chat somebody said uh, you know, hey, TJ, the Lord has been kind of speaking to me about money and it came up on the call and I just have some questions or maybe just some lack of understanding or something I want to grow in with giving and specifically with the idea of not trusting uh, when giving or or only trusting if I see the fruit of the people I'm giving to. And, um, and, and they said to their credit, I guess, is um, I use the word credit. I, I don't know what you would use here, but to their credit, they said, you know, I I can see how this shows up in other areas of my life too. Yeah, this whole idea of holding on to something. So I'm giving, but maybe holding on to it. And so I thought that was a really important topic. And I, um, I want to share one of the testimonies that I responded with. So my answer was a testimony because they were asking if I had any thoughts. And I said, sure, let me just share what's on my mind. Um, rather than going through a whole coaching moment, sometimes you just need to hear a testimony. Um, so here's a real life story I'm reading from this, uh, where for those who maybe are a little sensitive to the fact that I'm sharing about me giving, I just want you to be open to the fact that I'm sharing to illustrate this point rather than boasting. And if you're going to listen to this whole episode, you'll see there's actually really nothing to boast about except God's mercy and his faithfulness. So let's, let's rewind the tapes to 2019. I was sitting in a service, visiting a church, listening to a pastor I'd, I'd maybe heard once before. Again, I'm reading my response that I shared in our coaching chat. I was in the back. The message was resonating, but it wasn't really anything new for me. But towards the end of the sermon, the Holy Spirit prompted me with a really strong conviction. And I'm paraphrasing, but it was, hey, would you give $5,000 to him? Not to the church, but to this pastor and his family. That was kind of the, the prompting that I had. And it didn't come in the form of a question like that, honestly. It came in the form of a $5,000. That's all that came up for me. And then I started asking the Lord, like, what's that about? And then the questions started coming up for me. So now rewind a few months earlier. We're still in 2019, but the beginning of the year, um, I had an issue come up where I'd lost a little over $5,000 gambling. It was something I'd struggled with, gambling was, um, since I was a kid. Just I had some open doors in my life, and there's a whole nother conversation we could have about that. But um, I'd fought through it, moved on from it, and as I began really walking with Jesus— um, this had been something in my past, and I thought it was until the beginning of 2019 when I was on a cruise ship. Um, I was with my mother on this cruise ship for two weeks. It was a trip my dad was supposed to be on, but he died, and I went to be with her in his place. So needless to say, there was a lie going on, um, and in my weakness and emotional kind of turmoil, you could call it inner turmoil and boredom, um, I went to play blackjack on this cruise ship to cope. Well, I lost some money, 
And I was calling my fiance, now wife, Savannah, throughout those couple weeks telling her, but I didn't really know what to do about it. I was just like, I don't know how I just opened this door. It's like, I don't know if it's a problem. It is a problem, but I don't know why I'm doing this. And anyway, didn't have words for it, but thank God that trip ended from the standpoint of, you know, the the challenges I was having. Uh, but now, after that trip ended, I was navigating repentance and healing from that whole cruise ship experience. So it was hard because I was I was then about to go to DC to speak, but I couldn't really reconcile with the fact that I'd stumbled and now I was going to share with others how to lead their lives, right? This is something that is just an authentic part of my story. But God, on that DC trip, again, we're now a month, so it's still before that church service, but about a, a month before that church service moment where I had that thought to give to the pastor. On that DC trip, I met with a couple who wanted to say hi and have lunch, and um, they didn't know anything about the cruise ship situation. But as I was about to leave after meeting with them, they handed me a check for $5,000 and said something to the effect of, God wanted us to give this to you. You're so free. Keep using your gifts and following him. And I remember going back to the hotel room and I was on my knees weeping because I I was experiencing the power of God's grace, experiencing, not intellectually exercising, experiencing the power of God's grace through forgiveness and redemption I didn't earn, right? So that little over five grand that I lost on a cruise ship, playing blackjack, stumbling, like what the heck happened, trying to repent, go through healing, Lord, am I forgiven truly? Like, you know, one minute later, am I forgiven? One day later, am I forgiven? One year later, am I forgiven? I don't know. But you say I'm forgiven, past, present, future. And then here I am, you know, a month or two after that cruise ship experience. And I truly had repented in my heart. I was like, Lord, I, I don't know what the heck was going on there. And he shows up through this couple in D.C., handing me a check for $5,000, totally unprovoked, unrelated to that cruise ship experience and whatever was happening, you know, at the beginning of 2019. So there I am now trying to reconcile all these things on my knees in that hotel room and the Holy Spirit just spoke to me in that moment. He said, TJ, you can stay on your knees or you can choose to walk forward and be free. You can stay on your knees or you can choose to walk forward and be free. I was on that trip in DC. Now fast forward, I'm at this church service in California listening to the pastor, the Lord highlights this 5K number. This is, I don't know how long later, a month, two. I was about to get married. We could use the money at that time in our lives. I got married May 2019, so it had to be before that. My fiance, Savannah, was sitting next to me. I told her what I sensed the Lord was asking. She said, okay, just ask for confirmation. I know we're getting married and could use the money, but I'd rather you do what the Lord says. That's my wife. For sure, 100%. So I went up at the end of service. I got prayer. Prayer was me. That was my way of saying, Lord, I'm going to go up at the end of service. They're offering prayer. I'm going to go ask for confirmation. So when I went up, I don't think I asked for confirmation. I I think I just said, yeah, I just love prayer. You know, I'm trying to make a decision. And, uh, you know, and, and, and for healthy spirituality, for you guys who are maybe newer on the walk with God journey, um, you know, you want to have some understanding of who God is and his character through reading scripture. And the Holy Spirit, with 
scripture is what gives you that understanding of how to walk with God. You have scripture, which gives you a firm foundation, and the Holy Spirit, which is referenced in the Bible as like the wind blowing. You don't know which way it's coming from, but you, know, but you hear the sound blowing. And so you want to have understanding of God's character so that when you're asking for confirmation about something, about a decision or whatever, that you can discern, is that of the character of God or is that not? Anyway, I digress. I was up for prayer at the end of service, and um, I really just wanted to confirm, Lord, is this you really asking me to give this money? I realized, you know, not long ago I received five grand, so is this kind of like false humility? Me just want to get rid of it, or I can't, you know, low self-worth, oh, I can't keep the money, and I was like, no, no, it's not those things. So anyway, I didn't tell the person praying over me anything specific. I think I was just saying, hey, I got a decision. I love prayer. And they only had one thing to say, and I knew immediately as they said it, I knew it was the Lord. And I said, okay, I meant to give to this pastor specifically. As soon as I opened up my eyes, I see him walking off the back of the stage, and I, I knew I had to do it because I felt the urgency. It was like a gust of wind behind me. And, you know, he's leaving. Everybody else is kind of leaving. I jumped on the stage without asking anyone. Meanwhile, you know, I, I don't even go to this church. I was just visiting. So I don't know anybody, really. Jump on this stage, chase him down. And I'm like, hey, and I'm not going to use his name. Hey. And I said, so sorry to interrupt you. I know you're probably busy. I'll make it quick. And you could tell he looked exhausted, not really interested in what I was about to share because, I don't know, maybe he thought I'd need something from him. Whatever was going on, I could tell he was just weary looking, right? Which is totally understandable for a pastor, not all pastors, but in his position, somebody chasing him down after service. I'm sure it's like, gosh, there's probably so many things, you know, that need his attention. So I just cut to the chase. I said, hey, I need your Venmo or Zelle or payment info if you're willing to let me send you some money. I don't go here, but at the end of the service, I was very clearly prompted by the Holy Spirit to give you $5,000, not your church, to you and your family. So if you're willing, I'd like to send it now. And his face went like ghost white. Jaw drop, speechless. He's like, this is crazy. I uh, honestly, like earlier today, the Holy Spirit told me someone was going to give me $5,000 when I would preach this sermon. And I was like, great, you know, here I am. He did it. Now, I don't really know what happened after that day. I don't really know what is going on right now, even now. I don't know what's going on with his ministry or his family. I don't know what kind of fruit of his life is evident or not. I, I do know that man's faith was strengthened. I, I know my faith was strengthened. And I learned that the joy, I learned the joy that comes from uh, just knowing how to freely give what I'd been freely given. And the, the message here is when it comes to giving, people are often like it's between me and the other person. But actually it's between me and God and God and the other person. Yes, there's something happening between me and that person, or me in that organization, the exchange, the agreement, I'm giving, you're receiving, we both choose to do those things. There is something happening, but the at the heart of giving, for me personally, is what happens between me and God, or God and I, whatever kind of grammar police you are, <laughs> and God and the other person. It's so important to understand that this is this is not about 
you know, I've made this decision to give to this person because I have logical evidence of A, B, and C happening. That's fine, and there's wisdom in being able to do those things. There's discernment and practical wisdom in being able to identify fruit in somebody's life and saying, this is a good use of funds, right? I'm not suggesting you just, you know, walk out your door and just start giving to anyone. Although if the Lord asks you to do it, though, and that's really my message today, like listen and obey, right? Because God's going to teach us to do different things in different seasons. Maybe in one season, maybe you've been giving without discernment and God's showing you, hey, you need to be more discerning. Start paying attention to people's lives. Start paying attention to the organization, what's happening, the value system, whatever it is. And that's wisdom. But then maybe if you've been a little bit too controlling and maybe you've been holding on too tightly to money that God owns that you are given authority to steward, then maybe he's trying to show you, hey, will you just trust me? Because what I can do in somebody else's life is more than what you could do if you just do it in your own strength. That's the Lord, right? I mean, that's my suggestion. Is the Lord trying to show you how to trust him by letting go of control in your giving? In other words, when you give, let go of it. Give freely. Understanding that is in God's hands, not just in the other person's decision-making because the other person could blow it. I don't know what happened with that five grand. I don't really care. That's not up for me to decide. That's not up for me to say, now that person has to do this and this and this with their life unless the Lord said to me, hey, give them five grand for this specific thing and you know, see if they'd make the agreement with you to receive for that specific thing. Okay, fine. But even then, if I say, hey, I'd love to give you five grand for this house that I sense you guys might be trying to get, you know, and they're like, wow, how'd you know the Lord really is, he's real. And yeah, we're going to use that five grand for the house. And then they go use it to go to Disneyland. That's not up for me to make judgment. You know, the Lord's going to have to, they're going to have to work that out with the Lord in their relationship. You know, what I'm doing and what's within my control and responsibility is listening and obeying and letting go and trusting and learning how to be a joyful giver of the things that I've received freely. I get to freely give to another when the Lord leads me. So listen and obey. Let the, door, let the Lord do what he may and just change your relationship with money. Completely change your relationship with money. If you're finding yourself being too controlling, this is my challenge to you. Like, are you really surrendered where if the Lord asked you to do something, you'd be not just listening, but willing? Not just listening, but willing. I hope that challenges you. I hope that encourages you. I hope you can hear it for what it is. It's not a story about boasting. It's a story about God's mercy, his faithfulness, and honestly, an opportunity for you to change the way you think about your relationship with money and the things that God might want to do with that in your life. Because I personally, just after sharing that, my faith is kind of reignited in, in, you know, some of the things that I've learned on my journey. And it just, the freedom and the joy that comes with being able to be willing to give what God has given you undeservingly so that you can 
give to others uh, as he leads you to, it's it's a totally it's a totally different life experience than maybe the way that the world teaches you how how giving and generosity ought to go. Okay, I really believe it's more about aligning ourselves with um, with God's perspective, and He sees things that we don't more often than not. Right, I would say 100% of the time, but there are certain things He likes to reveal to us, and um, and we may not have that revelation or perspective at the time that he asks something of us. That's the gift of faith. He'll give us that faith to act. So listen and obey. That's my encouragement to you. Let the Lord do what he may. Change your relationship with money and uh, just practice, practice trusting.